Bragging rights and huge cash prizes are up for grabs this weekend and all season long at DraftKings, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. And this week, you can enter a contest for free with your first deposit. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now. New users enter code BMF during sign-up. Play in a contest for free this weekend with your first deposit to compete for your share of cash prizes. That's code BMF, only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Jim Cramer dominates Wall Street. And now he's teaming up with Bill Enright to help you dominate fantasy football. This is Bull Market Fantasy, presented by DraftKings. Yo, what's up and welcome inside the Bull Market Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, Frankie Fatstacks, and Bull Market Bill here with you, getting you ready to push into week six. Hopefully we don't have no issues as it relates to COVID-19 like we have the past couple of weeks, but we do got a couple things to start off and talk about. Frankie, what's up with you, my man? How you guys doing? Uh, doing well. Uh, Frankie, Bill, Frankie is a man of few words today. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> I'm doing all right. Slaving away at this, at all the different sports books. How to get all the numbers in. It is difficult trying to look at four different screens, responding to texts, talking to subs, and responding and listening to maybe something influential that may come from Bill's mouth. I'm still waiting for those wow. bad to happen, but so- sometimes it happens. Sometimes it does. Not even in two minutes where shots fired. Yeah, now nah, we got we got right into it. We getting spicy already. Before we hit to, to the to the to the trading room floor, uh, Frankie, I'll start with you with this one. What do you think about the New York Jets' decision to uh, release Le'Veon Bell? And also, if you are a Le'Veon Bell fantasy manager, where would you like to see him end up at? I listen, uh, you know, on behalf of all Jet fans, I actually, you know, want to offer an apology uh, to Le'Veon Bell because of the fact that, you know, he was not treated fairly here. He has a, an inept head coach, um, a terrible offensive line in 17 games, and the guy is one of the best uh, elite running backs in this league, and I'm hoping that he'll actually go and pair up with my guy, Patrick Mahomes and maybe play in that Kansas City backfield and earn himself a ring. I think he would be a tremendous asset catching passes out of the backfield. I know a lot of people out there that have Clyde Edwards, Alaire will not like to hear those words, but I think the rookie has hit a little bit of a wall. Um, But I think that he actually can maybe even improve his numbers in limited snaps and learn even more playing alongside a guy like Le'Veon Bell. Bell as much as a lot of people have to say that, you know, have something to say that he looks selfish, things like that. If you look to social media, you'll actually see that a lot of his teammates were wishing him well and wishing him good luck. He was a real uh, a popular guy in the Jets po- in the locker room. And I think that speaks volumes. Since he came to New York, he's been a model teammate. And he was the heart of that offense when he was able to stay on the field. And, you know, despite the fact that, you know, he really was never really involved in the offense. You're telling me that Adam Gase, when he came back last week, guys, we know his proficiency in the in the passing game, and it's proven over his career. One target last week? Give me a break. 
Adam Gates is garbage. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. And Bill, what do you think? What, do you, what, what, what what's your outlook? What would you like to see? Then I'm I, I myself have Le'Veon Bell on the NFFC team. I like to see him go back to Pittsburgh. Oh, I think a place like Seattle or San Francisco works for him. I can't believe I heard Frankie say he wants to see him go to Kansas City. You think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire owners would be upset? You're damn right Clyde Edwards-Hilaire owners would be upset. You probably invested a first-round pick in the L uh, former LSU running back, expecting him to be the workhorse for that Chiefs team. And all right, maybe he hasn't had uh, a, a good game in, in Week 5 where the Chiefs were trailing against the Raiders. But other than that, he's been incredible this season. That would destroy his fantasy football value. I do not want to see Le'Veon Bell go to any situation where we already have a workhorse running back. You brought up Seattle. I think Chris Carson is doing fine. I don't want to see him go there. Maybe a situation like the 49ers with all of their running backs a little bit banged up just from a purely a fantasy football standpoint. I'm not saying from an NFL standpoint that the Niners need Le'Veon Bell. Uh, but I don't want to see him go anywhere that I have one of my running backs uh, in fantasy, and then he starts eating into that workload. I, I want to keep my guys protected from Le'Veon Bell signing with any of those teams. Wow. I, I didn't realize you had that many shares there, Bill, of, uh, of Clyde Edwards. Now I want to see you burn even more. Go to Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City, baby. All right. We are off and rolling so far right now as uh, Frankie has officially wished that, Bull, uh, that Bill's fantasy teams uh, fall to the ground. All right. Let's get ready for some buy or sell. Bill, I'll start with you. I can't believe he's quarterback 10 right now. Those of you who know me know I'm a notorious hater of one Mr. Jared Goff. I think he's overrated. But you know what? He's playing good football right now. You buying or selling? Yeah, he's playing. I think he's playing okay football. I mean, his, his best game was against Philadelphia where he had three touchdowns. He's only had over 300 yards twice this year. Um, now that he's going to be playing against some tough defenses the next two weeks with the 49ers and the Bears, I think we'll see Jared Goff scale down on that you know, top 10 quarterback ranking list by the end of the season, he's not going to be in the top 12. In my opinion, I would rather sell uh, Jared Goff. I, I don't want him on my team and I don't want him as my quarterback one. What do you think Frankie? I'm actually buying him. I, you know, he has, he has multiple touchdown passes in three of the five games that he's played this season. And when we look at some of the quarterbacking around the, the, the NFL right now, we see like, you know, you don't want any quarterback from the New York jets. You don't probably don't even want Matt Ryan who hasn't thrown for 300 yards passing or a touchdown. I believe in two straight games, you don't want Daniel Jones who hasn't found the end zone all season, uh, which is absolutely incredible right now. But you know, if you want to look at those things right now for me, Jared Goff, because of guys like Matt Ryan and Daniel Jones that so many fantasy owners were high on and the state of quarterbacking right now, I actually would buy on Jared Goff. And if I have him, I'm holding him. I actually believe, you know, in that offense with the weapons that he does have surrounding him, I think, you know, maybe once uh, Cam Akers comes back and becomes more assimilated and can get healthy and get on the field, that running game might take off more of the load there and open up the box a little bit and maybe create more opportunities downfield uh, for Cooper Cup and, and uh, Robert Woods, even more so than they already have. But I think Goff has shown he's actually a player I, I would look to hold. Interesting stuff. I think we may have mentioned Lamar Jackson last week. If I'm so, we'll just go through it again. I apologize. But, Bill, Ma, uh, Lamar Jackson is actually quarterback 11 while Jared Goff is QB 10. You buying or selling Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I think his stats will will improve as the season goes on. Look for it to really happen after that bye week. I think the Ravens have a bye in week seven. Then they come out against the Steelers, the Colts, the Patriots, the Titans, the Steelers again. Nice little stretch for Lamar Jackson there. Um, I know he's not doing – what we expected him to do in terms of the passing game, his rushing stats are still there. 
uh, you know, a couple games of 50, one big game of 84. He's only gotten to the end zone one time. You, any, if you thought he was going to repeat his rushing stats from 2019, you know, you, go check yourself for an, for uh, go have an IQ test. You, you might grade out as an imbecile because those rushing stats from last year, they were record setting numbers. There was no way he was going to even come close to that. But in terms of uh, his passing, I think a lot of people did expect that to jump. And we have not seen that this year, uh, two games with just one touchdown uh, through the air. And, and that's what's really been pushing him down the list for, for quarterbacks in fantasy. Well, you think Frankie about Lamar Jackson moving forward? He's somebody you got your eye on and you're saying, you know what? I'm not one of no parts of it. Wow. First, I just have to say, I thought that they left name calling to Capitol Hill, but now it uh, looks like Bill's bringing him into the bull market fantasy over here. Well, what? listen, if you if you great, I want to check your IQ, Frankie. I, oh, I think your IQ is oh, under 85. You might, oh, you, might boy. you might qualify as an imbecile. Oh, boy. Well, listen, you know, you never know with all my fantasy records. And, and right now that's all proven out there and all the team in all the high stakes leagues I've actually won. Oh, here we go. I, back I, to I, back. High stake league champion. Come on, give it to him. Let's hear it all. Come on, run through this long list. Why, why not? Let's talk about last year's ten thousand dollar top gun, top gun that- champion twenty nineteen. What did yeah. you do twenty eighteen? You had another win. I know. Very, yeah, very impressive back, record. Back just- to back invitational. I mean, listen, imbeciles sometimes listen us silly people or imbeciles as you want to re- refer to. Sometimes we win money based upon us being so silly and stupid. But I'll take that every day of the week. It but just goes to show you don't have to be smart to win at fantasy. You just have to be good. Yeah, well, listen, you know, that's why they say when you mess with the bull, you get the horns. You know, that's what they do at bull market fantasy. But, you know, <laughs> in, in all honesty, though, let's just talk about LeVar Jackson. If I have the opportunity, I'm selling him. And you want to know why I'm selling him? Because I'm sure that there's some imbecile in, in one of your leagues, like, a, you know, perhaps, you know, Bill Enright on the other end here that maybe will give you something, maybe a straight two or three for one. Maybe I can get a package of Amari Cooper and maybe Clyde Edwards Alaire or something like that for somebody maybe that's souring on him or worried that maybe Le'Veon Bell lands there. And right now I can scoop that. If I can, I would actually look to move Lamar Jackson. I mean, otherwise, if I can't, I mean, he's an obvious keep, guys. We know he's, he's one of the elite talents right now. Bill highlighted it already. You know, he does have a favorable matchup, but it looks favorable, but it's not as favorable as you would maybe, you know, probably thought preseason because the Indianapolis Colts, they're actually, you know, an underrated defense. And he's going to be facing them uh, in week nine when he comes out of the bye right now. And Pittsburgh, you know, they have a little bit still of issues to work on. New England is always a difficult uh, test for them. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick always seems to be able to scheme around uh, quarterbacks of this kind of ilk that, you know, maybe don't tend to throw the ball as much as we know. Lamar Jackson, he already has less than 200 yards passing in a lot of these games. And Bill alluded to his rushing stats, but I'm worried that his rushing stats are going to continue to go down and regress due to that hamstring or knee injury or any of the other kind of injuries that we're not really getting too much information about that's causing him to miss practices right now. I don't think Lamar Jackson is 100%. And not having Lamar Jackson 100% where he can use his legs kind of limits his overall value as a fantasy quarterback because we know he's not the best pure pocket passer right now. And right now it looks like teams are taking a little bit advantage of him. If I have a chance to get a couple of star players in return, I might look to move him. Corey, right. I think we need to save this clip for next year because Frank and I are both basically arguing the same points is that Lamar Jackson is not going to be the same player that he was last year. And that is the perfect example of why you do not draft 
quarterbacks early in fantasy football because 100%. every year we see it. We see yeah. it, we saw it with Patrick Mahomes uh, after his MVP season where he had 50 touchdowns. We saw it with uh, Lamar Jackson this year. There's just no point in in investing a high draft pick in a quarterback, uh, especially not in today's NFL. You just mentioned a guy, Jared Goff, a little bit earlier. He's the, what did you say? He was the 11th quarterback, the 10th quarterback. You know, he was probably like a, a 15th rounder this year. There's just no reason to, to go after quarterbacks early in your fantasy drafts. So save this for next year, and we're going to replay it, and we're going to hammer that idea home so everyone listens. We, we no right. imbeciles, no imbeciles in the audience. All right, so let's go, <laughs> let's go Frankie. Todd Gurley, buy or sell. Oh, sell. Sell is, is it, listen, I don't believe that his value will be any higher than it is right now. And if I can get anything of strong value in return for Todd Gurley, I'm moving him. I still don't trust that that knee is going to be able to hold up. I also don't believe in this Falcons offense that is regressing. I think that Todd Gurley is going to find it more difficult as the season progresses, especially if we see a guy like Julio Jones that I was so down on preseason, you know, you know, possibly missing even more games. And if he goes on the IR, I think that this team is going to become completely shut down on the offensive end. As we're seeing, Matt Ryan doesn't have a touchdown pass in the last two games without Julio Jones. And I think that that gets continuous, you know, that's a strong trend right now that all fantasy owners should be scared of. I know Dan Quinn is now removed from there. But for me, if I get the opportunity to move Todd Gurley, he's a sell and a sell high. What do you think, Bill, about Todd Gurley playing good ball right now? But this is the second person this week. One of a second one of our colleagues this week that I've heard say sell Todd Gurley. Yeah, I, I think whoever I mean I know I heard Frankie just said it. I don't know who else said it, but Fabiano. they're right. Oh, Fabiano said it. Yeah, they're right because you want to sell high, right? And and how much higher can Todd Gurley get after scoring four touchdowns in his last three games? He's coming off his best rushing performance of the season: fourteen carries, one hundred twenty-one yards, nice little average there for eight point six yards per carry, and he also found the end zone. And we also saw him involved in the passing attack for the most time this past weekend. So there's a lot of arguments to be made if you're trying to trade away Todd Gurley to convince whoever you're trading with, hey, look, Gurley's now involved in a passing game. He had five targets, four catches last week. Hey, look, he had over 120 yards for the first time. Hey, look, he has four touchdowns in the last three games. A lot of good selling points to get him off your team now and trade uh, and trade high. Big NFL news from over the weekend, Frankie, was the injury to one Dallas Cowboy quarterback, Dak Prescott. Makes sure like now we have to turn the offense to the rest of the weapons on offense. And let's start with Ezekiel Elliott. Without Dak in the backfield, are you buying or selling? I'm actually buying. Feed me, feed me, feed me, Corey. I want as much of Ezekiel Elliott as I could possibly get. I believe he's going to become even more so a focal point of this offense. And I don't think that the Red Rifle is in for a bad landing spot as well. He's probably going to have the best talent and cast of talent in his career surrounding him. All those weapons, I know the offensive line is a little bit of a disappointment right now. And that defense is definitely a disappointment, as you already know, Corey, because they are our team, they're America's team. But right now they are not playing up to par. They're not, you know, they're disappointing Jerry uh, over in Jerry's world right now. But for if I had to choose one guy on that offense, I want to make sure I still have. It's Ezekiel Elliott. I think he'll be featured even more so, and I believe that he'll be toting the rock even more. If you get the opportunity with one of your owners who may be down on Zeke or down on any of their skill position players, expecting regression with the Red Rifle and Andy Dalton now on the center, then jump in with both feet. What do you think, Bill? You agree with Frankie on that one, that it is now is the time to get Ezekiel Elliott if you can? Absolutely. I think if someone out there is trading, uh, is trying to get rid of Zeke because they're worried about Dak Prescott, they're, they're not 
paying attention to the right things because if anything, the Cowboys will run the football more now with Ezekiel Elliott, and he's got a great schedule. We just saw him torch the Giants, two touchdowns, 91 yards. He plays them again. He also has two more matchups against the Philadelphia Eagles. He has two matchups against the Washington football team. He's playing against the Arizona Cardinals uh, week six on Monday night. So I love Ezekiel Elliott's value over the second half of the season. I think anyone that is trying to trade him doesn't understand how fantasy football works. You always want to keep a stud running back like that. And Zeke is one of the few workhorse stud running backs in the NFL right now. May have done this one before too, but I want to recheck the stock on Juju Smith-Schuster right, right now, Frankie. We've seen the big explosive game from Chase Claypool. Are you trying to sell Juju right now? Is he just another piece in that offense? Yeah, if I get the opportunity, I want to sell as much of Juju as possible. And I think it all stems from his comment a couple weeks back when he said that he wants to play with his old high school roommate, Sam Donald in New York. Who wants to play right now in New York with Adam Gase or even join the New York Jets? If his mind is already on next year's free agency, I don't want any part of Juju Smith-Schuster. And I think it's evidenced by the fact if we look, guys, he has in top 69 yards receiving all season. Juju, I have no idea what he's doing right now. You mentioned Clay's play pool. I, listen, we, in a, from a fantasy perspective, a lot of players and a lot of owners are going to say, well, Frankie, what are you talking about? Because now if Deontay Johnson is forced to miss even more time, Juju is probably the guy that's going to see more of those targets. But you mentioned it, Corey. I think the guy that's probably emerging right now and Ben Roethlisberger is looking to him is Chase Claypool. The rookie from Notre Dame looks absolutely all-world right now. I'm sure he won't put up three touchdowns every week, but he seems to be have the trust that – of Ben Roethlisberger that Juju doesn't seem to have right now because even the targets are guys down only, only five targets in each of the last two games. And I'm a little bit worried, perhaps, you know, those words and those statements that he made outspoken saying that he would love to join his uh, high school, excuse me, his college roommate, Sam Darnold next season. Maybe that, that upset a couple of the players, including Ben Roethlisberger for a player who's looking to next season, as opposed to this one. What do you think of, what do you think about Smith shoes to bill? I'm disappointed in Smith Schuster this year. I actually thought he was going to have a big bounce back campaign after both he and Ben Roethlisberger were injured in 2019. He's found the end zone three times in four games. I don't know if it's a matter of him getting double teamed and guys like Chase Claypool or Deontay Johnson or James Washington being open. I do still think he's the best wide receiver on the Steelers. I always want to keep players on really good offenses. The Steelers have a really good offense. And in my eyes, he's still their number number one wide receiver, even though the stats of the first month of the season haven't shown it yet. Juju is a baller. And I think he's going to, he'll stat his stats will get adjusted as the season goes on. And we'll see why he's a wide receiver one. All right, Frankie, Robert Tanyan is our tight end that we're going to discuss buying and selling Robert Tanyan from the green Bay Packers. I myself personally would sell because we've never really seen a tight end flourish under Aaron Rodgers. Uh, well, listen, I, you're, you and I are on the opposite sides of the fence. I, I actually bought Robert Tanyan off every wave of wire real cheap for a dollar several weeks ago, and he's actually come through tremendously for me. Right now, we know that the the issues right now that they're de- 
Green Bay Packers are having at the wide receiver position with the injuries to Devontae Adams, who can't seem to stay healthy. And Robert Tanyan has a touchdown in every game where he's actually taken part in this season. He has five touchdowns overall in his last three games. He also has 11 receptions. Guys, that's that's production from arguably the weakest position in all of fantasy. That's often an afterthought. Bill was highlighting earlier that you shouldn't be paying attention to the quarterback position in drafts. I often say that you shouldn't be also paying attention to t- the tight end position. And this is a perfect example. Someone always emerges. There's a streaming tight end that will be out there. We already know that Cameron Braid is there this week as well, you know, on the opposite side of the ball in this game. But Robert Tanyan going forward, I can't own this guy enough because of the fact that he's real cheap. He's a waiver wire. He won't look to be, you know, break your bank. He's not going to, someone's not going to look to really, you know, get a star player from you back in a trade right now. He's most likely still on your waiver wire as he's owned in probably uh, looks like around less than 29% of leagues right now. So if I had to look at that kind of number, grab Robert Tanyan. I'm buying him as much as I can. All right, Bill, what do you think about Robert Tanyan? I think if you are if you need a tight end, you keep him, but maybe he's your backup tight end. Maybe he's your uh, tight end number two. Now's a good time because he, he has five touchdowns in three games, uh, definitely leading the position with that mark. And, I mean, can he get much better than six catches for 98 yards and, and three touchdowns? I think he has peaked uh, with that game against Atlanta. There's probably a lot of teams out there in your fantasy league that – are in in need of a tight end. So as long as you have a a tight end one already, now's the time to trade Tanya. All right, it's time to get to a remainder of the schedule. Bill, I'll start with you in this one. We saw what happened with Dak Prescott. We saw what happened in Pittsburgh last last weekend with Chase Claypool. Which one of these young wide receivers would you rather have rest of the season, C.D. Lamb or Chase Claypool? I think C.D. Lamb is going to be my pick here only because I don't expect – how do I say this? I do expect the Cowboys offense to slow down a bit with Andy Dalton, but I don't expect them to like sputter out of control and not be productive anymore. And in terms of talent, CD lamb is more talented than uh, chase Claypool. I think he's an explosive playmaker. Sure. CD lamb had four touchdowns this week. Uh, we'll be lucky Claypool to see. Did. What, what did I say? You said CD lamb. lamb did. Yeah. Claypool had four touchdowns this week. I, I think we'll be lucky to see if we, he has another game this season with, with two touchdowns in, in a single game. I, I'm going to stick with lamb, even with Andy uh, at quarterback. All right. What do you think? What do you think uh Frankie CD lamb or chase Claypool rest of the season? Uh, for me, I actually believe that I, I tend to agree with Bill right now. I think C.D. Lamb is the guy that you want to target. I do believe that Andy Dalton will flourish in this offense, and I think he's going to become a, re- a viable top 12 quarterback every week because of the weapons that he does have around him and because we know that the Dallas Cowboys defense is so bad that the offense is really going to have to keep up and keep pace. So I agree with Bill. But I'll tell you, this is not as easy and clear cut as we once probably envisioned because Chase Claypool, as we previously mentioned, is earning the trust of Ben Roethlisberger and if Deontay Johnson is forced to go on the IR at any point Chase Claypool could actually be the choice over C.D. Lamb just because of target share that he'll probably receive in that offense. All right Bill on to the next one let's keep it up the Dallas Cowboys quarterback position we go is it the red rifle Andy Dalton or would you rather have a very surprising and good Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater is playing great right now. I haven't seen Andy Dalton in a you know play for the Cowboys yet right so I'll just go with the stability of knowing what we can already get out of Bridgewater, and I'm I'm satisfied with that. I don't think we'll see anything out of Andy Dalton that will surpass what we've seen out of Bridgewater the past two weeks. So I'll I'll, I'll stick with Teddy. 
Uh, what do you think, Frankie? Uh, Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, or Teddy Bridgewater, Dalton 9 for 11 last weekend in his little stint when he came in after Dak Prescott was able to get the W, but Bridgewater, um, Matt Rule, and Joe Brady, that offense is running right now. Yeah, I clearly think that Andy Dalton is probably one of the greatest uh, waiver wire pickups that you can make this week off, you know, in, in any league because of the fact of that, like we, you know, we've already alluded to, you know, that offensive talent. But Teddy B overall for me, I absolutely love Teddy B. It's Teddy B and it's clearly Teddy B. I have him in several leagues where I drafted him as my backup and I'm actually going to be using him over Matt Ryan going forward. I started last week where I put Ryan on the bench and, and, I, and I put Bridgewater in and he absolutely helped me. I also actually benched, uh, Josh Allen in favor of Teddy Bridgewater because I was worried about that game and not knowing due to COVID reasons, COVID-19, if he would act, if that game would actually be played. So for me, I actually believe Teddy Bridgewater. I'm in hundred percent agreement with Bill. I think it's Bridgewater over Dalton. All right. Interesting stuff. Next one, next one up. We got a pair of rookie running backs, Bill Joshua Kelly for the Chargers and JK Dobbins for the Baltimore Ravens. Which one would you rather invest in the rest of the season? We saw Joshua Kelly kind of have the running back two role with Austin Eckler, and then we kind of saw it switch. He, he remained the running back two uh, with Justin Jackson getting more workload against the Saints. J.K. Dobbins is in, is in a heavy mix uh, with the Ravens, right? We, we have Mark Ingram. We have uh, Gus Edwards. We have Justin Jackson. Uh, I don't know if anyone is going to emerge from Baltimore. Uh, at least with the Chargers, we know they're going to just use two backs, somewhat use them evenly. Maybe it's a 60-40 in terms of rushing attempts once Eckler's back. I'd, I'd stick with Kelly. What do you think, what do you think Frankie? Uh, Kelly or Dobbins? Oof, this is a tough one. For me, I actually go for Dobbins here because I think that the upside is greater. I think by the time this season progresses, I think Mark Ingram is up there in, in age. I think there's more propensity of him getting injured and Dobbins becoming more of a, uh, gaining more of a featured role and more work as they, or even possibility they look to rest Ingram as the playoffs come closer, you know, looking to rest his uh, aging body and give the Rook some, you know, a, a larger workload in the backfield. And Josh Joshua Kelly, you know, listen, guys, we know that the shops are already on uh, fading Joshua Kelly last game in favor of Justin Jackson. And as if if the first game post uh, Austin Eckler's injury is any indication, you're going to be wanting to look to target and start Jackson over Kelly. So for me, it's Dobbins here. All right. And Bill, final one rest of the season investment in Miko Hardman or T Higgins. Yeah, I would take uh, McCall Harbin on this one. It's purely from the standpoint that he's playing with Patrick Mahomes on the best offense in the league. I don't really need to go into much more argument than that other than more opportunity for Hardman, even as the wide receiver four of the Chiefs compared to the wide receiver two or three of the Bengals. I'm going with the player that is catching passes from the best quarterback in the NFL. What do you think about that one, Frankie? McCall Hartman and T. Higgins. Higgins has had a couple nice games in a row. Yeah, and, and we already know that there's possibility now that uh, AJ Green is already hobbled. Which would that's he's not he's he's not coming back. I guarantee you, you won't see him again this year. Yeah, so that gives me the opportunity that if T. Higgins is really going to be the guy uh, going forward on the opposite side of Tyler Boyd, I think Boyd will demand the number one corner going forward. And I think that the Bengals are going to be behind in so many games. I'm not envisioning that many games, uh, re- you know, where you, you see a strong regression like we did last week from uh, the Heisman Trophy winner Joe Burrow and struggling the way that he really did against the Ravens. So if T. Higgins is going to get that much more of a focal 
focal point and possibly draw the number two corner every week. I actually see that the target share could lean in his direction as well as game flow due to the fact that they'll be behind. But this is a lot closer. It's tough for me to say that I don't want someone from Patrick Mahomes' offense over there with Mecole Hardman. I, I, I tend to say that 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 Higgins is a guy, if A.J. Green was to go on the IR, I would say that Higgins wins this, but it's real close for me. I, I really, I, I, it's like splitting hairs. I'm not really sure which direction I would strongly lean in. For me, Hardman is probably a little bit of the stronger lean right now, but if we do get that news that A.J. is going to be missing, or like you said, he doesn't come back, then I think it's a clear swing and strong play towards Higgins. Listening to the Bull Market Fantasy Show brought to you by DraftKings, Corey Parson, Frankie Fat Stacks and Bill Enright. All right, it's time to see our latest fantasy football stardom situm from Michael Fabiano is out right now. SI.com. Make sure you're going over there. Sign up for SI Fantasy Plus and SI Fantasy Pro. The holidays is coming. You're gonna need a little extra cash for your pockets. So let's hop right into it, Frankie. You fading fabs. He has David Montgomery at the Panthers this week. His draft cranks price is five thousand eight hundred dollars. Come on. I, I, I don't know how we could even be talking about owning David Montgomery. He did find the end zone last week, but he still looks like this When he guy, scored I, last week, I thought about you, Frankie. Yeah, yeah so, listen, so did I, by the way. Listen, he, fi- he finally found the end zone, but I've never seen a running back in my life run more east and west and run his body laterally to the line of scrimmage than this guy does. He has no, he can never really break free with the way that he's running right now. I don't know if there's an issue, if he's worried about um, injuries, if he's trying to really protect a certain part of his body, but this guy does not know how to run north and south. I am a, a total agreement with Fabs here. I am fading David Montgomery at 5,800. Well, Fabs is playing him, so you are disagreeing with Fabs. I am disagreeing. I'm fading. Yeah, you're fading I'm, Fabs. I'm fading. Yep, fading Fabs. All right, all right. Uh, what do you think, Bill? Are you fading Fabs as well on David Montgomery? No, I'm be, I'm with Fabs on this one. I like David Montgomery this weekend. I think he has a good matchup. I was loving the fact that we took the over on his receiving yards last week on that Thursday night game, and he uh, made us sweat it out until the last play of the game, one of the last plays of the game, when he had that 17-yard uh, reception for for a uh, for first down to help them get into field goal range. I immediately teched Frankie because last week we had a debate of Miles Sanders versus David Montgomery. I had the David Montgomery side, so I was happy to see him start off uh, a very good week in my beating up on Frankie's opinions. I'm going to go back to this one again with David Montgomery, and I think uh, for, what is he, 5400 bucks, 5800 bucks? 5800 bucks on draft. I'm buying. I'm buying that. All right, here we go. Frankie, I already think I already know what your answer is going to be this one. Are you fading Fabs? Fabs says he likes Miles Gaston this week on DraftKings. 5400 price tag against your beloved New York Jets. Are you so sure that you won that wager last week there, Bill? You're ready, that you already beat your <laughs> I, 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 I think you might be went off. I may be exactly, uh, Corey. I think he might be beating his chest a little prematurely there. I don't know who the imbecile is. No, oh, I won the prop bet. The, we took oh. the old, on Bull Market Fantasy. Kramer and I gave David Montgomery over oh. 21 and a half receiving yards. Oh, I, I, I thought you were saying you were referring back to our argument last week. Who would you rather have, Miles Sanders or David Montgomery? You took Montgomery. I took Sanders. He found the end zone twice. For Car. Just to clarify, it wasn't an argument that I would rather have David Montgomery. I was making the argument that I think they're a lot closer than you said. And and I think they weren't as close as you possibly could see. I think there was a strong disparity if we want to go by fantasy points. One guy put over put up over almost 25 fantasy points, and the other guy, did he even crack 15? I don't even yeah. know. Montgomery, yes, he did. What, did he have? what did he have? 
I don't know. I have to look it up. Oh, come on. This is, this is no good. Well, Miles Gaskin, for me, I am in complete agreement. You start anyone facing that New York Jets team. Hey, it's Michael Fabiano now with Sports Illustrated, and I'm here to help you through this wild fantasy football season. To win in fantasy, you need player rankings you can trust, and ours have received the Top 5 Accuracy Award over the last three seasons. Sign up for the all-new SI Fantasy Plus at si.com fantasy. We even have tools that sync with your leagues and experts who are standing by answering your questions in our premium chat. Sign up for SI Fantasy Plus at si.com fantasy and win your leagues in 2020. That's si.com fantasy.